Good morning or afternoon or evening. I don't know when you listen to it. Maybe Whenever you're listening to this game. It's Generation Zennial. Could be any time of the day or night. I mean, really. Or even another dimension this might be being heard. During your commute. Time doesn't even exist. It's wonderful to listen to during your commute, in the car, um, driveway moments, you know. Uh, That's an NPR thing. I can't steal that. Sorry. Copyright. Trademark. Trademark. NPR. Sorry, NPR. Don't come after me. It's public. We're allowed to use it. Right. <laughs> that's that's works. I, I'm a contributor. I, I I pay monthly to my local station, so I should be able to do things. Slash, I used to work. We should there. be able to just steal. Um, I'm stealing all your content. NPR. We actually the podcast. We're just going to start playing All Things Considered um, <laughs> for an hour and just call it our podcast. And then every we week we change it up. One week it's All then, Things then Considered. Stop. Then it's Fresh Air. Then it's Wait Wait Don't Tell Me. Because yeah, little uh, little 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 uh, little. Uh, Oh, you know what? information here we're having a hard time coming up with topics this week by, by the way speaking i i just thought of it because thinking about i said wait wait no tell me i listened See? to I saturday's listen episode to I, I listened to it last night while painting and uh someone you know very well from uh, your community series joel McHale was on as the guest joel McHale. and when i say very well I joel mean, McHale. As, as a fan i don't know joel McHale personally very well you know well i always um, like how they announce him on the soup joel McHale. <laughs> I miss the soup. He, you know, we well, talked about he, soup for an hour. I, that was one of my favorite, he, even before uh, Joel McHale was on Scott, it. Um, uh, what was I forget his name, but uh, he, Greg Kinnear, I, really, I think that, that we always called him Skunkhead because he had the he had the gray stripe in his hair. Yeah, didn't Greg Kinnear host it for a while? Yeah. Didn't Aisha Taylor, I think, host it for a yeah, little Aisha bit. Yeah, Aisha Taylor hosted it for a little <clears> bit. That was a great. That was a great. That was a fun show. That's how I kept up with like pop culture. Yeah, because Joel like, McHale was filming that and Community on the same day. That's right. He would like. I mean, that's how I that's how I found out about communities because I was a big fan of the soup and oh really? It was it was heavily promoted on 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 the show. You can't imagine why. <laughs> right, but it was like oh okay, show with Joe McHale and, and Chevy Chase coming out. This is gonna be amazing. That sounds was. great. He said amazing. he's still in the big text chain with like everyone from the show. Yeah, yeah they they cool. seem to be pretty close. I mean, that's maybe, the thing I said, about maybe that, not that Chevy show. Chase. Maybe not Chevy Chase. Maybe not Chevy Chase for well, for, for obvious reasons. reasons. I, I, um, I watched a, a thing about him the other day, like why everyone hates Chevy Chase. <laughs> and I was why, like, so yeah, why does everyone hate Chevy Chase? Because he's, like, he's a jerk. He is kind of a jerk. That's that's. And, I think and it's sad because like I love his. It's like he keeps getting comedian. hired because everyone likes his performances, but no one likes to work with him. Yeah. Um. Even Bill Murray, he, you know. Yeah, Bill they got Murray to a big like fight you. during during Caddyshack or something. Well, you know, during Caddyshack they. They already didn't like each other before Caddyshack. And so there's only one scene in the whole movie where the two of them are in there. And that wasn't even originally in the script. But I think if I remember the story correctly. The producers were like, look, you have Chevy Chase, you have Bill Murray in the movie. They need to be in a scene together. So they kind of just threw that scene together. Most of that is improvised, the two of them in the in the shack. But they they did not interact well, with each I other at that. all during the filming of that movie because they hated each other at that point. Or at least Bill Murray did not respect Chevy Chase. Um, well, Chevy Chase is you know a stereotypical, let's say, pri- privileged kid. Grew up in a as, yeah. He came from a pri- what's, privileged what's background. Family? Yeah, what, what, he's a he's a Vanderbilt, isn't he? Um, yeah, I think so. Yeah, yeah. that's what yeah. I want to think. Yeah. So yeah, he comes from a bit bit of a privileged background, right. Chevy Chase, and uh, yeah. And he was only on. Kind of, kind of, uh, kind of he was shows. only a regular cast member for a very short time on SNL. One season. Yeah, it was. People it was yeah, I think it was only one season. People don't. Yeah, you kind of forget that because some of his performances were pretty iconic. But and he's not even allowed to come back anymore. He got banned. Got banned from SNL. Yeah, he and, he guest hosted a couple times, but he, he just rubbed everyone the wrong way because he's him and Andy and Coffin Chase. Banned, banned from SNL. Well, Andy Coffin's a little different. I'm I'm a big fan of Andy Coffin as well. I kind of like that. Um, kind of humor that is basically just a rib on the audience yeah <laughs> like, well, i get a kick out of that i guess like his entire thing is performance art you know like one of my like some of my favorite jokes even on like family guy or when they're just like taking the piss on the audience like the conway twitty stuff like mm-hmm. it's just annoying and and goes on way too long and it's terrible but it's just like it, for me to me it's just funny because <laughs> they're just like we don't care we're just gonna we're all right we're gonna piss you off and that's gonna be a joke I appreciate that. Um, yeah, because if you piss someone off long enough, then it becomes funny again. 
then it becomes annoying, then funny, then annoying, then funny. Yeah, the um, the, the joke where you know Peter falls down and, and grabs his leg for like fifteen <sighs> seconds. I love that joke. It's hilarious every time. I, and even though I've I've watched that episode how many times, it's I mean it's happened a few times, but the first time was when he was running with the golden ticket. Oh yeah. And, oh, yeah. and every and every time it cracks me up because I'm just like well, it's it's a, and it's a throwback joke. It's a it's a callback, and, which is classic comedy routine. Is that anytime you just circle back to a previous joke that the audience remembers is just it's a it's a wink to the fans that have been there for a long time, and it's the inside joke at that point, which is always great. Yeah, I love it. I actually have not watched Family Guy in a long time. Yeah, it's, I I still do it's not religiously like it used to be like <clears throat> it's not like every sunday i have to like watch family guy like it used to be but i will i will catch up on the episodes at this point it's more like uh a chore than anything else i think it's one of those things where it's like i'm so used to watch it and the simpsons were like that for a long time yeah so only recently stopped watching the simpsons well i said recently it's probably been like five six years now but even then it was like every sunday i was like watching the simpsons and it was like okay this is they're getting kind of old to yeah be honest that's getting kind of it was getting kind of stale um, you know, the, the, there was that sweet spot in the late nineties. Oh God, it was so good. Well, Sunday especially especially in the late nineties, so like Fox, where you had, well, you had Malcolm in the Middle, The Simpsons, Family Guy. Well, if uh, you remember, and then the X Files. Yeah, we are. When we were in college, we got both Foxes. So you got Fox out of the city. You got Fox sixty one out of Connecticut. So you were able to like watch three episodes in a row <laughs> because of the reruns and the, how they did it. So like every day, Monday through Wednesday, you could like know the schedule and just hit three out different episodes of course now like fxx plays simpsons 24 7 yeah much. i wish they did the marathons more i thought that no, was cool like just turn on fxx and it's always on at least that night because if i'm flipping through i'm looking for something it's just to watch i'm like oh there's simpsons are on okay um, yeah and, and cool. like classic simpsons like golden age simpsons like they said oh, that, like mid to late 90s was well yeah it's like phenomenal. season yeah oh my goodness it's it's when they once the writers really found what the show was about and started going that way, because, you know, those, those first couple seasons for any show, um, it's always figuring out what the show is really about. And once you get that, like, season two and a half, three stride and really know where you're going, they hit that sweet spot for a couple of years. Yeah, well, let's be honest. And, yeah, this is, speaks to our age, right? I mean, the Simpsons <laughs> um, debuted in late 89, I believe. Simpsons did it. Right? <laughs> um, so, I mean, we remember being probably around like 10 11 years old yeah when like bart bart mania was sweeping the country and the show is basically just a, a platform for for bart simpson and they even parodied that in 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 the um the one of the Simpsons episodes where uh, bart becomes famous on the crusty show yeah and it, and it all became about bart and <laughs> but i mean yeah i mean do the bart man was was big um but and then it kind of switched over to like Homer being the star, Homer being being the star, and like then Homer being like a, then Homer just got, I mean to use the term flanderized is a, <laughs> is kind of appropriate, but you know it was just it became just Homer being a parody of Homer, so it, you know, that got that gets stale after a while, and then you just I don't know I don't, I mean I still don't know how they come up with stuff I don't even think they are coming up with new things I think they're just kind of like rehashing I I be honest with you I haven't really watched it in a while, um, the movie was good. I thought the movie was good. What did you think? Did you see the Simpsons movie? You know, it's funny. I I don't think I've ever actually watched the whole. Oh, thing. it wasn't bad. It was it was it was it was a solid. It was like a solid episode. I kind of wish a they solid just, long episode. I really wish they ended there, though. You know, they they could have, but you it's know, like let's go out on the high note. As long as it's still making money, they're still going to be on. That's of course, the, the way it works. And, and, and honestly, apparently, it's, it's still making money somehow. I don't know. Like, well, if you think about it, the production cost of it versus like a uh, you know animated show versus a live action show the cost is significantly less yeah. and at this point like most of the actors have like their own voiceover studios set up in their houses so they don't have to go anywhere i just record in the like here, here's your script all right don't 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 you know say a couple times and they, they edit together and they you know it, it's the whole process is different than what used to be for a lot of that stuff so and when you have one guy that does half the voices anyways right it it, it uh it gets a little easier to produce yeah and you can't uh, you do know, that with live action and fox fox seems to keep trying to you know shove these animated shows like down our throats and i keep trying to find like the next simpsons or family guy and 
seems like every other one just kind of like falls off after a year or two and it's like okay, yeah, that, they, nice try but that that wasn't it right <laughs> like, Meanwhile, since, maybe since american dad but even that was a you know that was a um well i'm blanking on uh, seth mcfarland yeah still seth mcfarland so you know so just, you know, you're just going was, back to the well and, and they even have a different show of his on the network um that sci-fi show i can't think of the name of it oh the orville yeah, so it's like, hey. Yeah, I watched. Fox. I watched a few, and that gets good. That gets praised. That gets, you know, people like that. I watched. A few My dad episodes. likes that. I haven't watched. I it wasn't yet, but... like super, and you know, and both of us being pretty big Star Trek fans, and that's you know, so Seth MacFarlane kind of came up with it because he's a big Star Trek fan. So he was right. kind of like, I want to do a comedy like parody version of it. I it's not. I, and I hear. I hear it gets. It gets. I hear it gets really good reviews. I just yeah. really haven't gotten into it. It's it's well. There's so much out there these days for content wise. It's it's like okay, what am I gonna watch today? I don't know. Let's pick something from Netflix or HBO or Amazon or Hulu. It's like so much stuff that it's Quibi. easy to miss something. Not, so when not. you're like, oh, have you seen the thing? I'm like, why? I've seen a thousand other things, but I haven't seen yeah. that one thing. You know, it's overwhelming almost. And then you got YouTube, and I like, oh, you know, I am on YouTube constantly. Like the nice thing about YouTube too is, you know, there's a lot of them are like small little bites, right? So you get right. like these. If you, uh, because that's the thing too. Like I, I sit there and I'm like, oh, I don't want to commit to like watching a movie or like an hour long show, but then I'll watch, you know, 15, 10 minute clips. And next thing I know, it's three hours later. I'm like, what, how did that happen? I totally stumbled upon a, this one channel is, does like 20 minute histories of wrestlers. So it's like, that's pretty neat. It's like a 20 minute quick, like from how they got started to where they are now kind of thing like oh it's the chris jericho story it's the there's know, a lot of good wrestling youtube channels out there um i mean obviously i don't know if you've heard of old uh, osw the old school wrestling podcast i have not no They're, they've been they've been going for like 10 years now i think um they basically started out doing um the hulkamania era every pay-per-view oh oh and, so they're just going back in time and yeah, well, that's what it's called the old school wrestling podcast. Hence why old school wrestling yeah. got it. Yeah. Um, bunch of Irish blokes. <laughs> <laughs> um, but and yeah, they started out doing the whole They were gonna do every pay-per-view through the whole command area. So that that was basically how they started. And you know, that obviously took some time because yeah, seriously. That, was, that was a good good chunk of time there. Um, and then listen, brother. And they moved on to different storylines, and I can't remember what they did second, but anyway, they I think they just hit their like hundredth episode. And they've been going for like 10 years. So they're then they're pretty long episodes. They're like good, like hour and a half, like good chunk of change, like invested episodes. And they basically review every, a lot of, like I said, the little pay-per-views from the Hulkamania Hulk era. They did, uh, they did one on like the Lex Luger run in WWF. Oh man. Also did every pay-per-view from that. Um, yeah, a bunch of different things. So I'm kind of blanking on, there's so what? much. It's, uh, I, le- I learned some things about Lex Luger when I watched the, um, uh, Dark Side of the Ring episode about uh, Macho Man that I did not know about. I didn't know really? about the whole. I didn't know about the behind the scenes stuff and the drug use and Elizabeth with him and all that stuff. I, I didn't know. Oh yeah, that behind the scenes. Stuff. Yeah, no, yeah, like, yeah, like yeah, I had no idea about that stuff and like I didn't. I didn't watch back then. And I don't want to. I don't want to get held liable here. And <laughs> but yeah, there's a lot of there's a lot of rumors out there about. Um, their their relationship and oh it was it was all put out on the, the documentary no oh, yeah, yeah Dark Side, you know hey well yeah that's a pretty reputable show it seems to be i mean they do their research it seems to be but and wrestling is, like, and re, but this thing with wrestling it's always it you always have to take some things with a grain of salt because you never know when, the work. when wrestlers are working or when wrestlers are being honest or, you know, then that things get blended. And especially back then, like wrestling now, obviously, is, is yeah. a lot different than it was 20, 30 years ago. Well, yeah, because um, nowadays, like you have the wrestlers treat it like acting a lot more, whereas when they're in the ring and on site, they're their character. And then when they're in the airport and they're in the restaurant. Yeah, I mean, you think about they're, 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 like right, like, and they they have online personalities and yeah, and you know, and you have to kind of promote yourself that way. It's 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 totally different than it was even you know even not so like thirty five years ago. Like I said, it was you were your character, right? And that right. you know your character and your your 
yourself were so blended because you couldn't portray that character. You had to portray that character in public. Well, you remember back in the day, like when um, Hacksaw and Iron Sheik like carpooled together now that, you know, face and heel in the same car and they got pulled over for, for drugs. And Vince was more upset that they were together in the same car than the fact that they got arrested for drugs. Right. That they because got together and like, like, oh, they're, they're refuting at the time. Yeah. You're, you're feuding. And now people see that you're friends. You can't be doing that. And now, nowadays out, that's not an issue anymore, but uh, like KFAB and all that stuff. But you K-Fab? know, KFAB. KFAB. I said KFAB. I don't know why. KFAB. <laughs> I've never heard of KFAB. That's what I'm saying. It's- uh, K-fabe. Maybe that's maybe that's the K maybe that's the K-fabe way of saying K-fabe now. <laughs> I don't know. Um, that's how the young books say it. Okay, <laughs> I don't know. Do they? I don't know. That's, some, that's something they would do because they they would be like, oh, we're just going to change. We're going to change the words. Just going to do whatever we want now. Because K-fabe, whatever. so you know, oh, we're everyone knows now, who K-fabe so is. So now we're going to call it K-fabe, and we're we're heel now. So we're just going to do whatever we want. Which is again interesting because they can be even on their online skits. You know they're on their YouTube channel, so sometimes they actually portray the full-on heel, and then other times they're like just being themselves. In the right, same and that's and, that, and that's so weird about what wrestling like, is now, right? Like, like, that would never so happen back in the day. No, but also we didn't have you know back in the day you didn't have the same twenty-four-seven access as a fan. Like you know right. there was no social media. You you saw them entering and leaving the arena, and you saw them inside the arena. That's really the only times you saw them. So as long as when they were going to and from the you didn't go i remember the storyline when sandman got blinded in ecw he just like stayed in his house for a month so no one knew that he wasn't really <laughs> blinded <laughs> you know it's like the people had the commitment to the character and the injury and all right, that because if you saw him out in public they really, it's, it's, he wasn't really blinded and it's like now it's like, ECW, yeah, of like, course he's not of course he's not blinded like it's a, it's on a show it's on television we're not really gonna gouge his eyes out but that wasn't even that long ago when you think about it it's only like 20 years ago that things like yeah. that were still like like just instituted in wrestling like you just you didn't break character right and it's just such a totally different like ideology now well mark which, calloway said that you know he would always you know always dressed in all black even when they were just on the bus or whatever so that way people saw okay. him out, outside character he still looked like the undertaker just not in the costume but he, he still had that look on his face and he still wore all black just so that way he always looked like the undertaker just not in his well, that probably had a lot to do with also too. I went to, with the biker gimmick afterwards. He was like, "I just, I, don't, I just want to wear like my normal clothes. <laughs> I don't want to look like this guy anymore." Like, why are you clothes. doing this American this, badass this thing? Be, this will be my gimmick. No, don't do it. Came on, Kid Rock. Come on. Kid Rock was huge though back then. I hate Kid Rock. Everyone hates Kid Rock now because Kid Rock's a jerk. But I mean, Kid Rock was was huge in the late. He 90s. was, but, but, he, but a so lot of terrible bad. bands were huge in the later in the late nineties, early two thousands. Like you look back at like Limp Biscuit. Oh my god, like, Limp Biscuit. They were huge. And you know what? Some of their songs were like they were what for what they were, they were, I did it all they for were the good nookie. songs. I did it all for the nookie. I mean, yeah, I mean it was it was uh the junk food junk food music, you know, yeah. You call it. Yeah, like, I guess it's so. just it's little entertaining bits that you just you know, it's not nothing that's gonna blow your mind it's nothing that's gonna Look, change music as we know it but it, you know it's, it was you jumped around a little bit and you got your got your blood pumping and it, it, it excited you so aside well good on back to the undertaker real quick but aside from his traditional um organ music i thought the johnny cash intro was one of my favorites when he came out to johnny cash when did he come back to johnny cash <sighs> I don't remember this. Johnny Cash covered a Nine Inch Nails song, and he yes. came out to that. He came out to that. Yeah, I do remember them. That was during that was during the last Shawn Michael feud. I don't remember him coming out to that. I mean, I'll take oh, your yeah. word for it. It was I'm only it was only for one WrestleMania feud. It was like I think I think it was either for the first or second Shawn Michael iconic WrestleMania match with him, where like leading up to it, that's what he came out to. Just for that time, though. A lot of people say that's one of the best matches, WrestleMania matches of all time. Honestly, yes. <laughs> it could be. I mean, they, they just, you know, you had two seasoned veterans in there that knew what they were doing, knew how to work with each other, and they put on a fantastic show. Even when Undertaker dove out of the ring and almost killed himself. Yeah. I would probably put – Shawn Michaels and Flair was really good too. That was a really good storytelling, like – 
It was, it was great storytelling. Was that, that was WrestleMania, right? It, yeah, it was WrestleMania, yeah. but it came on the heels of the Undertaker match. Because it was after the two Undertaker matches. It was the year after. And then he's, I love you. And they kicked, super kicked him in the yeah, face. Yeah, I mean, that's just good storytelling. Oh. Shawn, I mean, Shawn Michaels is probably one of the greatest wrestlers of all time. He gets, I don't I mean, yeah. I'd say he doesn't get the credit he deserves, but I mean, he, he does get a lot of credit, but I don't think put it, people, a lot of people put him up there like like top wrestlers of all time, but he's- Well, he knows how to work a match. He knows how to work a match. He knows how to be face. He knows how to be heel. Um, Most underrated performer of all time, I think, is still Mr. Perfect, even though like, he was pretty high rated, but he was just a fantastic worker. He just had a lot of uh, you know backstage issues that I think held him back. Oh, and that's obviously, always obviously that's always the issue with uh, the WWE, isn't it? It's always the backstage. Well, I mean, issue. especially for the '80s era. I mean, you know, '80s, early '90s. That was like the rock star era, right? I mean, that was the you know yeah. heavy, heavy drug use. Like that's the thing too. Like all these all these guys and girls now, they're athletes. I'm not going to say like the people back then were athletic. They and the, you know, especially well, it was a different kind of athleticism from like a, from like a bodybuilder standpoint. But yeah, you had you had body bur- converted bodybuilders and you had wrestler old school wrestlers that were they were conditioned. We well, had like, a lot of you too. You had a lot of um, they wrestled 350 days a year. Ex football players, right? Yeah, right. That, I mean, that was that was the pipeline. If you could, and collegiate like, wrestlers get, get into pro wrestling, you know, if you're if you're you know six four and three and two fifty three hundred pounds, get, get into wrestling. You you can make money. But those guys were like conditioned uh, to be able to basically perform every night for an hour. So like and that's the thing too. Well, not they, even they, that. I mean, they can. They worked every night, sometimes yeah. twice, twice a day. So it's not like they were doing flips and all this stuff, but they could do a hundred thousand squats. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because like that's how they conditioned this, so they could go and put on the show every night in, in different towns and drive from town to town. But then um, that wreaks havoc on the body. Now, like you said today. You have people coming in through the complex, like, oh, you're a you're a gymnast or whatever, and you come in and you you got these guys that are, you know, look at it, like Ricochet and, and the Young Bucks and and people like that, where they're just they're smaller frames, but they can do all these crazy moves. Some of some are over the top, but still, they they can they can move around. But you still need to combine that with the storytelling, or else it doesn't work. And that's how wrestling changed too a lot. I think you know when I, especially when I was young, I remember looking at wrestling and you know actually thinking it was it was real, right? And so that's, that's when I'm really young. And then I got a little older and it was like, all right, it's definitely a performance, but maybe there's still kind of some kind of like competitive like aspect to it. <laughs> but I I don't know how kids watch it now and think like that's what you would do in a fight, right? right. Like because <laughs> especially when you have something like MMA to compare it to. Right. I actively tell my kids that you know, this, they're working together to put on a show. Like I, I told them from a young age, cause I don't want them getting an idea of like, that's how you actually wrestle and fight. And like, cause I showed them, you know, I don't want them going to try and do a suplex on each other and mess up. Cause they don't realize they're supposed to work together. Right. Not that they well, should be doing suplexes at their size, but at the same time, like you need to know. You don't know, want your kid get in a fight in the playground trying to do a moonsault. Right. <laughs> <laughs> why, why, is it, why isn't the hurricanrana working? <laughs> You're supposed to fall over when I jump on your shoulders. <laughs> like, it's like, no, they all work. To, like they're, even though he's getting hurt, he's helping another guy not get hurt as well at the same time. Like they're putting on a show for your entertainment. It looks like they're getting hurt. It still does hurt, but they're not getting seriously injured. Yeah. If they and could. obviously there's, there's the big push to be like, you know, don't try this at home. Cause you know, we've had some incidents over the years where you know, oh, yeah. kids have tried to do moves on each other and gotten seriously hurt. I always love it. Don't try this at home. Now let's watch the Mick Foley documentary where he jumped off the second story of his yeah, house. Yeah, like, there was that kind of. Uh... <laughs> it's like they always saying, "Don't try this at home." Yeah, all these people start off at home. <laughs> it's like, oh, let's watch the Hardy Boys documentary <laughs> and their trampoline wrestling league and and, and all that stuff. So it's like, but yeah. definitely don't try it at home. <laughs> but don't, but don't try it at home. But to be fair, like all those people actually went out and you know eventually got actually like, trained to wrestle. Yeah. Yeah. You know, Dolph Ziggler talks like, about it's not like they went from from the backyard to the WWE, right? It's like uh, Dolph Ziggler's dad did it the right way because he he talks about how it was like when he was young, he got he was like, oh, I really want to do that. He's like, oh, you want to do that? All right, then go do real wrestling first <laughs> and learn how to do that and get good at that, and then you'll be able to do it later. I, it does help. You know, having a real fighting how background. much it helps to have an actual background in in amateur wrestling to um to transition into pro wrestling because people think that if it's obviously not the same right 
There's no, but look at Kurt Angle, you know? There's a big difference. But that, and that's the thing. Like, you, you can do so much more when you have that background. You know, you know how to move. You know how to move in a, in a ring with somebody. You know how to, you know, do the holds and all that stuff. You know how to, put, you know how to make things look more realistic. Like, you can watch, like, a good, like, a good, like, amateur wrestling match and, and take that and, um, and transition that into, into a pro wrestling match. And now that you both of you are working together, you can make that exhibition look, look amazing. Right. I think um, even Angle and Benoit had some really cool like matches in the 2000s. Are we allowed um, to say that name? We are. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if the WWE is, but we are. Um, I mean, that was that was just a shame. I I don't think we'll ever know what really happened with Chris Benoit, but um, I mean, I, for what it is, he was an amazing talent, and I you can't take that away from him. No, you're right. You can't take that away from him. It's it's a tragic thing that happened, you know. Um, yeah, and a lot of people. And that's part of the culture that's caught up into it because it's like he gets stigmatized because he was the one that was well, using steroids family. and that's murdered right. his family, but that he could have easily happened to any of them. That but are who knows? I mean, steroids. that's the thing. Who knows? It? I don't. Who knows? If it was the drug use. Who knows? If it was the brain damage. Or but or is it a combination of both? Or a combination of both, right? Yeah. Um, yeah. Having one of your moves being a diving headbutt off the top rope, probably not the best idea. And hitting that—that's the thing. Hitting that headbutt, like right. you used to hit that thing. Right. So it's like that's that's probably not great for your head over the course of time. Because there's probably a better way to fake it, but right. That wasn't Chris Benoit style. Right? Chris Benoit like drove his head into people. You ever you you've seen the movie The Wrestler, right? Of course. Yeah, so it's like his finishing move was very similar. It's like you're really putting your body on the line to do this move every single time. Movie is a little more dramatic because he dies in the ring doing it. Does he? Yeah, the, you don't remember? No, I'm just saying. I thought that was kind of left. Uh, oh, it was left kind of like what, because what he jumps. Died. He jumps off, and then we fade to black. Yeah, I guess it was kind of left to. And it was like, oh, did he live? Did he die? But yeah, I think a lot of people were like, oh no, he, he definitely. I think it was died. implied that he died, or was altered. <laughs> now, we're, now we get. I mean. With a less competent director, we, we would have got like a post-credit scene. <laughs> no, no, I I appreciate the faded black and not giving you a full yeah. conclusion. You you don't always need closure. You don't. You can yeah. You can leave things up to your interpretation. Yeah. Like, For a movie, anyways. If you got you got thirteen episode story arc, I better get closure eventually. Well, hopefully you get another season, and you just leave it on a cliffhanger. <sighs> then they don't get renewed, and now you're like ah. Yeah, then it's too late. Damn you, Firefly! So many. <laughs> That show months. got screwed. 14 episodes. Only like nine aired though, right? No, all nine 14 aired. They got okay. told they were canceled while filming like the last episode. <laughs> see, I uh, see. I might be wrong on this, but I yeah. thought some of them didn't make it Oh, to maybe air. not. But then they, they put them they, on Netflix I, they, later maybe, on. Maybe they ran them off over the summer or something. I mean, I've watched I've I watched them indeed. I didn't watch it when it came out. Um, Neither did I. Because it you know wasn't very well uh, promoted uh, promoted and yeah so I, I and i remember people saying oh this show's really good and i was like eh, i'm not really not really feeling it so it's a west it's a it. western set in space yeah and then I, I think it was netflix actually when netflix was still doing dvds oh and i was like oh, let me check it out let me check this out and i got it and then i ended up buying the, the dvd collection have you seen stranding um, the movie i did okay yeah, that's, a, that's their conclusion right there. You yeah, know, they, and they I, got the closure. I, that was a really well done. I'm surprised they never got around to making a sequel to that. I guess there was talks about it. Well, you know, I guess they had their ideas. He ain't doing anything else now because that Who? was, um, oh, why can't he? Uh, that was we, Josh Sweet. Josh, yeah, 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 he's is he done? Is he canceled? Did I miss something? Oh, all the sexual allegations against him. Oh, I didn't know about this. Like basically, he he makes it a very hard working environment for the female cast members. He yells at them and berates them. Yet he has created two female lead protagonist series, so it's very. Hey, I mean, he's behind Buffy. Buffy. You mean Dollhouse? Oh, that's right. He directed the first Avengers movie where he wrote the I fight. Did know that. He had the uh, that first fight scene with Black Widow. He had already written that separately and was just waiting for a time to use it <laughs> his um astonishing x-men series was pretty good i don't know if you saw that no i did not i will say but yeah um, yeah right now he's kind of on the back burner so i didn't yeah i didn't i don't i don't see a bat i don't see a sequel to srandy anytime soon plus all those people well 
there was always that like, oh, are they ever going to reboot Firefly? But people had moved on so much by then. We're already in other series. It would be hard to get them back. To do a movie, you could do, you know, you could always get them back to do a movie over the summer, but to do another series would be hard. No, yeah, no, you wouldn't do another series, I don't think, no. but you definitely could get another movie out of them. I mean, it's not like the people from Full House that weren't doing anything that could come back. And... <laughs> Did you watch that? I, you know what? I tried to. Yeah, I didn't even bother. No, no I try. I, I like, I was like, oh, it's still just as cheesy as the original, but even worse. Everything old is new again. And I don't, I think this is just a product of. I even tried watching Girl, Girl, Girl Meets World, the, the sequel to Boy Meets World. Uh, I was never a big fan of Boy Meets World, to be honest with you. Um, it was, it was, again, even more cheesy. It's, I mean, I've caught, I've caught episodes, but, and that's the thing, like, do you know, what do you, what do you do when you reboot something or like remake something? Well, it's like a re- it was a, you, it was a continuation because it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it was really, I don't want to call it a reboot, but, it, you know, it was their kid. So it was just like, it's, a, it's not really a sequel either, right? It's kind no, of like a, it's just a continuation of the life. Right. Um, See, so the, yeah, I think there's two ways to go about that. Do you make, do you try to recreate what you did back then, or do you make it a parody of what you did back then? And I think it's, I think it's probably easier to, to just try and recreate what you did, but then it's not. You already did it, so what's the point? So, I think it's a little more entertaining if you make it like a parody of of, of itself. Yeah, um, and I and I also think with the ability to rewatch things nowadays, because like it's all streaming, it's all on reruns. Is it's not like. People yeah, it's not like if the, it's it's not the like kids today can't. It's not like, like the kids today can't watch Boy Meets World and still. Or even enjoy if you didn't it. like TiVo it, or even like going further back, like VHS recorded it. Like, oh my god! Remember setting the VHS like? What about yeah. generations of millennials? This is, I this think, is the memory. This is the memories we have, kids. I was the only person in the house that knew how to do it. I think. <laughs> no, my dad knew how to. My dad and I were the only ones that knew how to program it. And I think I think I taught myself when I was like eight. Yeah, my, no, my mother did because she would record the soap operas because she, you know, I think oh, she got into the soap operas my when, mom was home when she was a stay-at-home mom. Oh, and then, then just... when she started working again, she needed to, to stay up on the stories. So, you know, yeah. oh, back to the suit. that was always that was always one, one of my favorite parts of the, the suit where they did the soap operas, recapping the soap operas. Yeah. Well, before we had all the reality shows, early days of the soup, that's all it was. It was like the daytime talk shows and soap yeah. operas. Well, it's called, I mean, it started off talk soup, right? That was the. Yeah. And then yeah, like, right. oh, we don't have, let's move on to other things. Reality show. You know, um, speaking, I, I just got to bring this up. I'm, I'm going to defend soap operas for a minute. Because okay. soap I, operas always get a bad what? rap, you know? They, well, they always get a bad <laughs> rap because like it's, you know, it's cheesy. You're just monologuing into the camera. They, the process to shoot a soap opera, the actors get their lines in the morning, read them, rehearse it and shoot in the afternoon. Yeah, because they have five episodes, five hour long episodes a week. I mean, let's be fair. That's why they're ensemble cast like that, because, you know, how many many scenes can you really do? The studio is one big room, and all the sets, like there's an aisle in the middle, and the sets are all on either side, and the cameras just go up and down the different sets. So it's like such a factory. Um, So it's actually, as far as a production and like streamlining goes, it's like amazing. And people, a lot of actors started off and got their chops on soap operas. Oh yeah, um, well it's, yeah, and it streamlines the process of art is with the with the soap operas. Um, they seem to get be getting pushed away from for like you know talk shows because talk shows are even easier to produce. <laughs> talk shows cost nothing to me. Yeah, you, you have um, so in NBC down in Stanford, they well, the Springer show. I can't think of all. There's Springer's four different. Done now though, right? Oh, yeah, Springer's done. But at the time, well, more. I think one. more. I think Maury records there. I think right. So the, yeah, the Maury show records there. There's another guy um, who's I can't think of Steve records Wilkos? there. Yeah, with Steve Wilkos. Thank you. I went Dr. to that Phil. show. Doctor Phil. Uh, I don't know if Doctor Phil records there. I don't know where. Is he a Chicago guy? Yeah. So yeah, it's not. It's not there. But anyways, so there's there's one studio in Stanford that four different talk shows get recorded at, and. They're all on the same stage, and all they do is between, you know, they it's one show per day, and then between the days, they'll change the furniture, they'll change the lights, they'll change the TVs, but, you know, it's the same same stage. So it's the same crew and all that that always works every show, and they bust people in from the city, from New York, right. for the audience. So like they, they provide free bus, they bus you up, they give you a little nosh for breakfast, a little nosh for lunch kind of thing, a little bagel station stuff. So they fill up the audience for free. And they fly out, you know, so the only talent, the, the only real expense is 
your constant crew, but now they're a nine to five every day. So it's, that's not actually that expensive. Your biggest expense is your, your main talent for your per show, right? Your host. And then, and then your guests are usually doing promotional tours, right? Yeah, so well, or, well, if it's a talk, you know, but it's a, like, if it's like the Maury Povich show or it's like, you know, something like, Oh, is, oh who's, the, yeah, who, who's the daddy kind of thing. They're to come on. So they fly them out. The, like the Steve Wilco show, they were telling us they, they'll fly the people out. Um, they'll buy them clothes. They'll even do their teeth. So they, they do their dental work for them. Get them a haircut. Really? Yeah. But they don't pay them anything, but they, get, you know, but they, but they dress them. They do their dental work if they got messed up teeth because they want to look nice on the TV. And then they put them on the show. I had no idea that they do dental work. Yeah, so, I was like, that's crazy. We're so, America's so messed up like that. Because if it was Britain, like, we don't do it. <laughs> What's your dental plan? I go on the Maury Povich show. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Oh. And then it was so funny because, like, they're, you know, we're so last time we went, because we, we'll bring students there once in a while because we get, like, we'll do a well, student I know that's a tour. Big, that's a big part of their audience is always well, we'll, busted, we'll in, busted in students. Well, yeah, because we do a tour. Like, we'll watch a show, we'll be in the audience, and then we'll do a tour backstage afterwards. But like, so we had gone once before. So my, but yeah, this time we were like, oh, we we're going to hang out in the control room while our students are out in the audience and between tapings, cause they, they'll tape like three or four episodes in a day as well. They just, they'll record content, content, content during the show. Like there are people there fighting, whatever between shows, they're all backstage outside smoking cigarettes together <laughs> in the parking lot. Oh, well, yeah. Talk, talk about a work. Like, <laughs> Jerry, especially like Jerry, back on the same Jerry, plane together. Jerry Springer, like Jerry Springer, is is, is a work. Guy. Oh, Jerry, Jerry. You know, as much as I want to believe some of the stuff that happened on that show, it's it's it's, it's a fabricated like. People want to get. I don't want to say, say scripted so much, but it's definitely. Uh, People always want their five minutes of fame, so they'll they'll yeah like. You know some of the stuff that people go. You wouldn't go out there for that stuff. Like I don't want people in my dirty laundry, but you know. It, it, it look at now, Some of now it's made up like I, I know people that have done the jerry springer show like oh. it's it's you know it's, it's yeah sometimes they put a casting call out for people and it's like okay and you so it's again it's entertainment yeah you know I would, like i would i would totally do it if uh, you know if Price i didn't think right. i would it would affect my career <laughs> yeah it's the thing like but yeah i don't want to be looking for a job and be like oh was this you on the jerry springer show in in 2003 uh yeah sorry yeah the the people on the shows aren't exactly people of um well-off means you a lot of a lot of them are looking to get into acting a lot of them you know um professional like professional wrestlers is something that they they got in like they looked into um because you know they have a little bit of an acting background and they can also get physical so you know um i think i think that was a big pool for them at, at one point was you know the independent scene um i didn't say suplexes on jerry springer well no you gotta make it look a little more real but oh right <laughs> but sometimes well, you like can tell too how you can tell in the fight sometimes too like how uh you know they're pulling their punches a little bit or... well he's holding the chair the right way so you know who's gonna <laughs> with it. i haven't seen anyone use a folding chair in jerry <laughs> so, so that was actually my dream at one point i was like i would love to like ho- i would love to be the next jerry springer right i would love to like be that guy uh, I don't know. Side note: Do you know how Jerry Springer, like, how he got ousted from politics in Cincinnati? It was like some kind of um, finance campaign fraud, but it was like, like it was like a miss, like it was like twenty four dollars or something like that. Like, oh something, geez, something ridiculous. They're not even like that big of a deal, but it got kind of got like, caught up to him. And, hey, speaking of which, remember the days yeah. when like a little bit of political problem will get your political career oh, ended. <laughs> I always say, remember when Howard Dean got disqualified for being president because he, he, going, got, a little, he got a little too excited and screamed after a speech? Like Literally, he went, that, that disqualified him from being president of the United States in, what, 2004, I believe? Yeah. <laughs> it was the primaries. And I was like, right, he was, was doing really well. He was doing awesome. He's like, oh, we're going to go to Cincinnati. We're going to go, and we're going to go, ah, y'all. Yeah. And I was like, oh, that guy, we don't want him. <laughs> no, no, he's, no, he's, too, he's, he's too excited. Yeah, that was we, that was a disqualifying factor. Was was being excited after a speech? Or now now the question is, what is the disqualifying factor these days? Is I there anything? I don't know. Because because I feel like the bar has been lowered so low, like I mean subterranean. You have to have a blog. That's the new. <laughs> oh, no, no, but yeah, and then close it after twenty nine days because no one reads my blog. 
Yeah, and I was listening to a discussion about about the, the Trump blog, and so for everyone that doesn't know, because Trump was banned from Twitter, he made he made a news feed on his website, aka a blog. It was basically a blog, but right? he tweeted on it because they were all short little things like Twitter. They weren't though, I thought. No, the, most of them were like small. I mean, the, maybe a little longer, but there was no like paragraphs. There was no like, oh, really? you know, but I think about blogs that's what nowadays, Trump is good at, right? Trump is very good at, at yelling like, short sentences and and, and, being noises. and being angry about things. He's not, he's not known for his, you know, coherent thoughts. Rhetoric. Um, he's known for, you know, basically throwing out sound bites and having people latch onto them so he gets attention, which, you know, is a political strategy that, that obviously worked. <laughs> um but you know he, he it's so after 29 days apparently there wasn't enough people reading get, it nobody was getting and that's the thing too is like because you get then you have to actively like go search the blog at least on yeah. twitter it was like everyone's on twitter they're scrolling through and, and because or he you got so much engagement to you're gonna you're gonna see his tweets all the time so but if you really you got to be a really like diehard trumper to go on and like search out his blog and read his blog every day like that's, yeah it didn't have an rss feed <laughs> yeah Right, you couldn't even subscribe. It was, to it. it was just like a post. Yeah, like you couldn't subscribe to it with an RSS reader, even. So that was not that. Best you could do is bookmark it on your browser <laughs> and open it up every day and read it like the, the, did Trump the newspaper. Say we should do. I should do a review of the blog. Is it is it down completely? Did he take it down, or is it just not getting? No, updated I think anymore? it got moved to his news probably, section. I heard it's got to be moved. It's got to be, be able to get found on the the Wayback Machine or something. Like that. The Wayback, yeah. If it's on the internet, it's never dead. Right. And so, I prove to my students every year when I look up my high school band from 1997 and our horrible tripod hosted website. But you had one. Yeah, we had. Well, we had. You Did know, it have videos? No, it had GIFs. It had lots of Is animated it GIF or GIF? GIF. I've heard like. GIF. The creator I, of it calls it GIF. I thought the creator of it called it GIF. No, he calls it GIF. That's what I heard. Well, that's what I thought I heard. Do you, if I give you a present, is it a gift? No, I, a gift? I'm totally yeah. on, I'm totally on board with GIF. Like I, yeah. I'm a fan of GIF. It's a G, it's G-I-F. It spells it's GIF. a hard G. GIF, I think it's GIF. GIF is G, G is the peanut J, butter. That's all, a J. Like, yeah, J-I-F-F is GIF. Choose your moms, choose GIF. Like that's, that's Sorry, we're a Skippy, GIF. we're a Skippy family. We are a Skippy family. Uh, we're, we're a GIF family. I'm a Skippy. I'm I don't eat it at all because I'm allergic, so I don't really don't care. Well, there you go. But, obviously not that allergic that you can't have it in the house though. no so, i'm not allergic like said. allergic to the dust and stuff like it was actually oh i was oh i was filling out my plane ticket it was like are you allergic to peanut dust <laughs> i was like no well yeah because they gotta they, they can't I know, they peanuts got, on the plane i know it's just i was just wow dust you could, somebody could die from eating peanuts my kids school actually when they have lunch again in the cafeteria they have like a a, a, a peanut free table so so some schools, they don't let you have any peanuts, right? But ours made it so like, okay, if you have allergies, this is your table over here. And then everyone else. So my son went some days without, in kindergarten, he's very, very aware inclusive. of this. Well, right. <laughs> sit in the peanut corner. My son, though, as a kindergarten, was so, self, so self-aware about this stuff that he would um, actually go, uh, hey, tomorrow I want to sit with so-and-so, so don't pack me peanut butter and jelly. Just give me jelly. I was That's like, very, that wow. Was very considerate of your son. He's like very aware of that. That is very nice. But now, but now he, uh, he's been just doing chicken nuggets all year. So whatever. How's he feel about chicken sandwiches? Um, he is not sandwiches. That's uh, you know, he's a first grade, and they they eat five things. So chicken what? Dinosaur chicken, <laughs> dinosaur chicken nuggets. I'm the same appetite. What are you talking about? Basically, right. you know, tacos. Oh, so, oh, Twitter, I want to go, I, I had a thought about Twitter when we got there for a second, because, you know, scrolling through the Facebooks the other day, I saw angry Republicans post a tweet from Kamala Harris, because she had tweeted um, over the weekend, like, she had a tweet that said, enjoy your three-day weekend. With a nice oh, picture of yes, time, right? yes, I did see this. So then, so I, so I, before I said, it, I didn't say anything. I went to her Twitter feed, to, I saw that tweet. And I also saw another tweet that had a very long post about the sacrifices people made, blah, blah, blah. So I just copied that one and post that link in the feed. And no, no one ever said anything about it, of course. But it's like, it's, it's, that's the, here's the downside to Twitter. Well, for one thing, they forget that 
so Trump is the only politician of that stature that I know of that actually tweeted himself mostly. If you have a polished politician or public figure, a lot of times they don't tweet themselves. Well, that was the big. That was the big conspiracy too. Like people were like, "Is Trump? Is like are all these Trumps from tweets from Trump himself, or does he have like a, a media team that Trumps for him, or the Trumps that tweets for him?" And right. does that media team make spelling mistakes on purpose <laughs> to make him look like more like the everyday man? Like there's a lot of, a lot of things surrounding that, but yeah, I did see the whole controversy. Are you allowed to, are you allowed to enjoy your Memorial day weekend or do you have to be, be somber about it? Um, because but not only that, like, you to remember you know, the, 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 the soldiers that have gave the ultimate sacrifice for our freedom, which is kind of not true to begin with. Um, I mean, yeah, I don't, I don't like to disparage like the people in the military because you know they, they it is a sacrifice to, to join the military, and you, you kind of have to appreciate it at some point. But at the same time, it, it doesn't mean you can't criticize the military itself. It's the same thing with like governments, right? It's like if, criticizing the government of Israel for what they do isn't the same thing as criticizing um, every Jewish person that exists, right? It, that's right. It, that's not Go, government not, is, not, government people is like to equate them because it's it's easy to make arguments like that right it's, it's easy to it's easy to deflect arguments so using that rhetoric but anyway sorry right. so back to my original point about kamala harris anyways in the point of, like i said there was another tweet which came shortly afterwards that was a longer tweet about you know remembering the people and especially and of course she was pointing more towards the minorities that have sacrificed themselves for the country yada 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 but it's it's more of that um, the this is the danger of the tweet brand and stuff like that is it's easy for someone that wants to have a fight against you to find that one tweet that one sentence and puts that out and be like oh look at what they're saying how disgraceful like they it's memorial day and this is all they care about and ignoring you know vehemently just ignoring it'll, it'll never be said. it'll never be enough it'll, ne it'll oh, never it'll never be well, enough first of all and, she's like, a black asian woman Who's vice president and and she's a Democrat. So yeah, I mean, it just just I mean, yeah, just, I mean, honestly, just just Democrat. Even Joe Biden, like Joe Biden, can come out and say the nicest things about the military and the, and the people in the military, and they'll find they'll they'll find something. That he he hates the military. Because yeah, even though his son served what, in the military, this is what they get fed. Let's be honest. Like, if you ever listen to any like main like mainstream white uh, right wing media. Oh, it's white wing, white wing media. Let's just start. White wing, white wing media. White wing. <laughs> no, I mean it is white. white wing. The white wing media. <laughs> yeah, that's what I should start calling it. Um, anyway, if you if you if you listen to that at, at all, uh, uh, even just a little bit, this is the rhetoric the rhetoric that you'll get. You'll get Democrats hate this country. Democrats hate the military. Democrats want to just like literally, they will say Democrats want to destroy America. I don't know what that even means. Like, I do well I, I, as a Democrat. I would like to come out and say, I don't want to destroy America. I don't hate the military. Um, there, I said it, that's all. <laughs> I don't hate the people in the military. I don't I'm hate, not a know, fan of the military. I, I don't enjoy, I don't Definitely enjoy have the military industrial the, complex. The military industrial complex. The I idea that we're- Criticisms of you know, this country occupying- Other countries. Uh, other countries. Um, it gets us into a lot of trouble that, that isn't, isn't worth the oil, um, sorry. Uh, <laughs> are you talking about the Middle that's East? That's supposed to say that stuff out loud. Gasp. But are but you yeah. saying we fought the Gulf War about oil and not about freedom? Yeah. The, the Gulf War was about the Gulf the Gulf oil. Yeah, then yeah. that's that's the thing too. Like, don't don't try and sit here and act you like know, the military has been has been fighting for freedom for the past thirty years, right? It's been fighting for resources. It's hey. been fighting for oil. It's been fighting for for uh, political capital. It's been fighting for like keeping regimes down that they don't agree with. Like, and you know what? Sometimes I rather them just come out and say that. Yes. You know, hey Bush. I mean, maybe at one point we fought for freedom, right? I mean, just, yeah. We, I mean, World War II. World War freedom. II was a good example. We fought, I, I, we could, I will we, always we, support fighting World War II. We finally fought II. against fascism, but let's be honest, we supported that fascism for, for a we good did. amount of time until, until, it was until against Pearl Harbor. Their... And then it was like, I, oh. I still like to think that we would have got involved eventually. I don't know. I wasn't alive back then. I, I'm not well, I mean, if you, if you, um, from the, the knowledge that I've gained about that topic is that there was interest in, from the leadership, from the, you know, government, they, they wanted to get into the war, but there wasn't public support for getting into the war until Pearl Harbor. And there's also, you know, how true, it's hard to verify how true now that this is, but it's been documented that, they knew about the attack on Pearl Harbor being imminent and delayed notifying them 
so they could start a war. That's, so we could, so we could get into the war because that's familiar. Because if you get support from the public, it's a lot easier to go in versus like, oh, we're going to war because we think we should fight in Europe. Why? Why are we fighting in Europe? What what, what, what does that have to do with us? Sounds very That's familiar. why it took us so long to get into World War One because it, it was over. We joined World War One at the end. You know, we were there for yeah. like the last six months and like, hey, here come here come the Doughboys. Well, Let's go you know, help us we'll, out. We'll still we'll still the, we'll still put the shirts on that say back to back World War champions. But, <laughs> right. Um, but World but yeah. War Two. You can you can always say that's more of a justified cause like hey here's a legitimate re- regime that's trying to exterminate a group of people and take and over also the take world over Europe, right and take over Europe yeah like we're trying to take over Europe and exterminate people okay this is something we should probably get involved with but you know the information you know we had it, took us su- way, it took us a long oh, time we had a lot honest. of no- we had a lot of Nazi support in the in this country up until Pearl, again up until Pearl Harbor happened and we we had a lot of uh, sympathizers because we didn't people didn't really know what was going on there we didn't even till the end of the war we didn't no one knew about the concentration camps until we liberated them like that wasn't even known that was happening until we got there so it, it, in hindsight it's easy to say of course we fought this because look at what was happening but we didn't even know that was happening um we just knew they were trying to fight and take over europe right um the, the atrocities of the holocaust were not were not known to us until afterwards of course, some people still don't believe that that happened, but yeah, the Holocaust deniers are like oh there's some of the there's some the worst, worst people out there. The worst people. I don't I don't know how you I don't know how you don't believe or people will even like dismiss it as like not as not as bad as they say it was, which is ridiculous. <laughs> like how how even even if it wasn't as many people, which I mean I'm not going to dispute the numbers like that. I have no evidence to to do that, but. Even if it wasn't like, even if it was like half of the numbers, like, dude, how do you how do you justify that? How do you say, oh, it wasn't happening? Like, it was it was it was it was an awful thing. I mean, you you rounded people up, put them on trains, and then gassed them. I, it could be you know a hundred. You, you exterminated you exterminated like people, basically people that you didn't like. Yeah. Um, you scapegoated them first is, of all. Is is, is 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 never good. You know, and, you know, it's not good when the Nazis did it, it you know, it's, it wasn't even good when, when the Soviets did it. Right. Now, of course, unpopular opinion, you could also go back to the fact that if we didn't um, punish Germany so much for world war one, that made what it, if, would Hitler have ever come to power? Because the reason why he even came to power and the Joe, the, the Joes, the Jews were scapegoated as the reason for why they were suffering everything was because they had no money because they were punished for world war one. So, and again, why I don't think sanctions work. No, and that's, yeah. Because <laughs> you, you harbor hate for the people doing the thing against you. Well, who do sanctions, right. Who do sanctions always hurt the worst? Poor right? people. It's, it's, it's the poor people. It's the, it's, it's the working class. It's, it's, it's the, the people at the bottom. It's the working class. It's the, yeah, right. And it's the, easy for the people at the top to create a reason. To create and, an enemy out of that. You create an enemy out of that. You can create you can create an enemy out of anything because now people are just looking for something to have a reason why. Why is my life suck so bad? You give me a reason for it. I believe it because I think that sounds good. And well, that's where a lot like, of the comparisons yeah. between Hitler and, and Trump came, right? It, it, you know, I to say yeah, like back to there again. To, to say well, yeah, but to say Trump is Hitler was was something that people thought was like an overblown like thing and and yeah i mean trump wasn't calling for you know extermination, extermination of, of a race of people, you know you know unless but trump had a lot of that same kind of like language behind him right and you know could could it could trump could trumpism well, evolve from that and evolve, was, you know, evolve into that it was, it was something that america first is the about. kind of same kind of mentality as the fatherland you know it's like germany first america first yeah it's, it's, there's a very it's, direct well it's also too like you know this 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 country's going downhill because of immigrants right this country's going downhill because of homosexuals oh, you know because of the mexicans because of, because of communists like it's a, that, a lot of the same rhetoric was 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 made there so it was totally fair to make those comparisons but people are just so conditioned to hear like hitler and that obviously is one of like the worst things that you can be prepared to right so you know as long as you're not you know literally executing people like you're you're not hitler which is, is kind of you can make comparisons that don't have to go all the way you know what i mean although you know apparently according to some people wearing a mask is like the holocaust yeah now she's trying to backpedal on that which at least she's trying to backpedal on it at least she's not doubling down like some people might right but like, um but yeah she you know if you haven't heard you know marjorie taylor taylor cream 
MGT. MG, oh God, no! Don't get affectionately known. Oh, no, don't do that. <laughs> no, I don't want cute nicknames for her. Was that cute? It's just a, it's oh, a no. little. Uh, I know MGT. It's just easier to say. Um, yeah, she. Uh, she she was like masks or like the the Holocaust. Well, even like you know, like, our, like good, our, our good friend Tucker Carlson is out here being like the the vaccinations are like under the, the show. Are, are, are vaccinations are into the new segregation? Oh yeah, I saw. Oh, I saw those is, clips. Of like, oh, now if you if you're vaccinated, you can sit wherever you want in the baseball park. But if you're not, you have to go into the unclean, unvaccinated section. Yeah, and they're acting. Yeah, they're acting like this is like not a choice. I'd say they're acting like he's acting like it's Jim Crow. Yeah, you're, but Jim Crow is like this is the new Jim Crow. You have a choice of like you couldn't be like, oh, no. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be a white person today. Like, and, and no, it didn't work. Like, and no one's getting arrested. And no one's getting lynched. And no one's getting arrested for violating Jim Crow rules. Like right for not wearing, for not getting vaccinated. You know, we're, this is a and and to mention that this is a temporary pu- health, public health measure. This is not like a long term rule that's going to be in effect forever and ever. ever. This is a temporary measure and it's not even universal well if you listen to them it's not right if you li- if you listen to this right-wing rhetoric it, oh this is gonna be forever this is gonna this is gonna this is the this is what they want the new they're, normal to be they're gonna make us wear badges you're gonna wear have to wear a mask and guess what god people wearing a mask isn't oppression i'm sorry it's not no. having having the government or even a, a private entity like a grocery store saying you have to wear a mask to, to enter so we don't spread diseases all over the place is not oppression like that's how privileged you are that you think this is oppression yeah when you think wearing a piece of cloth on your face is oppression you do not know what oppression is and the sad fact is you're being oppressed every day when you go to work and your employer's taking your labor and making a profit off of it that's oppression like how can you not recognize that as oppression but you think wearing a mask is oppression come on Come on, man. Come on, man. And I sometimes I want to live in this conservative fantasy where they 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 think Joe Biden's a communist. And wearing masks is communism. That's that's that that's that's one of Marx's tenets, actually. I don't know if you know this. Mark Marx's first first line in, in Das Kapital is wearing wearing masks is 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 is, is communism. That's all you need to know. <laughs> Don't make that the title. Uh, we'll never, we'll not no, any, no. We'll never get any Wearing views. Wearing masks is communist. We'll never get any views. It's it's catchy, but I don't think people will click on it. Oh, uh, how about everything is a work? I don't know. Uh, you're you're the title guy. You always come up with something pretty clever. So I'll, I try. It's it's hard sometimes. But look at that, Keith. It's it's been almost an hour. Look at that. We, we really had no topics to talk about this. We came this in week. here we, with nothing. We had we had blank minds to be honest with you. We were trying to come up with something. It's it's been kind of a slow news week with the holiday. <laughs> I have an empty um, stomach. Keith has an empty stomach. I'm drinking my energy drink. Yeah. Getting ready to get my workout in. I have to go and spend down the budget for the year at work because the fiscal year ends in a couple days. Spend that money, baby. Oh man, it's so hard. Buy the buy the buy them cameras. Yeah, buying a lot of if cameras. You old, if you have an old webcam that you don't need, you can send it my way. No, I'm using it. It's right here. <laughs> there. All right, everyone. Uh, it's been yeah, a great day. I, I guess. I guess. I guess I that's it. What else? Yeah. What else do we have to talk about? Hey, I, I just want to hey, say, enjoy if, the weekend. Enjoy the weekend. And not, My parents not, have their fifty first the wedding too. anniversary this weekend. Or the guy is it a guy or is it a band? The weekend. What? It's just the weekend. It's just the guy is called the weekend. I think right? it's a guy. It's not, it's not the whole band. It's just. It's a person. I think it's just, it's I am the weekend, which is which is a really cool name actually when you think about it. I just like what's what's fun? Oh, the weekend. I'm gonna I'm gonna call myself the weekend. Boom. But I'm gonna spell it slightly differently so that way, you know. Does he spell it differently? That's I think so. Know. I think it's just like this is how, this is how out of touch I am. I don't know. I'm getting old. We're getting I'm old. Hip, I'm not hip with it, all right? We're getting old. <laughs> old fudgety. All right. Well, everyone have a good what week. What I thought was cool isn't cool anymore. And someday it'll happen to you, kids. It'll be cool again, I promise. Um, sure will, Grandpa. <laughs> except for Fuller House. That would uh, <laughs> that will never be good. I'm just kidding. I didn't watch it. If, hey, well, maybe, out there, the people, the listening, the listeners, if if you if you want to hear us talk about something, because obviously we're idiots and we don't know what to talk about, give us your suggestions on the internets. You can email us at gzillennial at gmail. Is that right? Yeah. yeah G, G, no, I'm sorry. Let's do that again. 
<laughs> so yeah, email us at jewsillennial at gmail.com with, with your topics and suggestions and feedback and, and requests and, and whatever. And, and watch my watch my chicken review videos and other videos on my YouTube channel called Just Another Guy Talking About Stuff. Um, it's easy to remember. It is a lot to type out. So, um, you know, bonus and minus points for me there. So, hey, you can watch video editing tutorials on my YouTube channel. If you Office like, hours I, you know Professor what, Keith, Z. I should probably watch your video editing tutorials because yeah. I'm not a very good video editor. Well, hey, you can only but, get better by trying. Give, and, I, and that's the thing too. A lot of it does. It's, the, the more I do it, the better I'm getting. It's the only way but to get I'm, better. I'm still not good. I this, this, the last video I put a, I put a picture in my video, Keith. I was oh, like, man. wow. I was like, figured oh, out man. how to do that, and I was like, moved it around and like put it. I was like, wow. Like I'm I'm getting I'm getting now now you're you're People now you're ready. Hiring me to edit edit videos. You are ready. I think so. Do it. Do it. Thanks for listening, everybody. See ya. Bye.